Hi, welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show. I'm your host, Elise. Welcome to my living room. We are live on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Hope you're doing well. Episode nine. This is what we're talking about today. Do you think you can make him fall in love with you? I, there are some things that people do that actually work, so we'll get into that. How about, do you need to have a personal brand identity for work? You know, on LinkedIn, you're one way, and then on TikTok, you're a totally different way. You do need a brand. I, I'm going to give you my opinion on it um, and what I do, and we'll get into that. And then I am so overwhelmed lately. Are you? I mean, everyone I'm talking to is overwhelmed. I'm going to tell you some things that I do when I'm overwhelmed that, are, that helps me. Um, and hopefully it could help you too. So take a sip of a drink, sit back and enjoy talking to me, Elise. Okay, back to the day. So you know you get a deck of cards, right? Maybe you're at a boring conference and they give you some deck of cards, you throw them in your junk drawer in your kitchen. Well, you know, there's the hearts and, and spades or whatever. All of those things symbolize something. I never knew this. So let me tell you what they're, the fact, the suits on a deck of cards initially symbolize the hearts, stood for the church, the spades stood for the military, the clubs, agriculture, and the diamonds, that, that suit was dedicated to the merchants. Isn't that funny? I just read that. I thought you'd like to know. So how are you? How's your week? You do anything good? You know, I read an article the other day. I feel like you're going to die. You know, during, during this whole global pandemic, especially particularly March, April, May, everybody was buying things from Amazon. I mean, in Manhattan, I barely had, you know, delivery service, but I was buying everything on Amazon. It was the only place that was delivering things to me, even if it was taking two or three weeks. Well, do you know, most businesses took a huge hit and still are. But when Amazon, with Amazon, they, they increased their ads, their ad revenue business by 10x, 10x in the second quarter, in the second quarter. So the second quarter, April, May, and June. Amazon made just from their ad business over $4 billion. And, and by the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Amazon ad business, so you go on Amazon and you type in socks, you're going to see a search results page with all socks on it. Well, let me tell you something. Guess what? A quarter of those search results on that page are ads. Those are all sponsored placements. So if you have a sock company, ABC Socks, and you want to advertise, you want to do a sponsored listing, there you are. You're coming up in the search results page. You're paying Amazon to do it. And during the pandemic, everybody was jumping on the Amazon bandwagon, and they made 10 times the amount of money they normally make. Isn't that wild? Anyway. So I got a manicure this weekend, and, um, you know, and I usually get my manicures, you know, like square and, you know, the same colors like Bordeaux, Essie, or Marshmallow, or French. And, and I was, as I was picking out the colors, I was like, you know what? I really want to try these long, rounded nails. I know. I'm, I'm late to the party on this. Like, do you have these nails? Are you into it? Like, these almond shape, this, this ballet-shaped nail, it's so beautiful. Like, it, it's a little short. First of all, here's my thing. It's a little sharp, okay? I, I don't know if it's so practical. It's a little sharp. And they're long. They're long. Like, my nails, I like them to be, like, you know, nice and long-ish, but I, I have to work. I have to take care of my kids. I can't be having claws, but I'm drawn to them. I like them. They're, they're so, they're so 1982, circa 1982, like tips, like with a flamingo airbrush. I'm, I'm so into it. They're like the Cardi B style. But how do you do things? This is the thing. How do you, how do you empty the dishwasher? Do you have these? How do you go to the bathroom? 
How do how how do you pick up Legos? You kids drop Legos. What are you like? You got little talons on your hands trying to pick up the Lego. This is why I don't have them. So what what I did normally is I, I settled I settled on marshmallow and and square. And I'm annoyed because I like to change. But you know, oh God. Anyway, I should get press ons. You you probably do the press ons, right? Anyway, okay. So listen. How about this? Did you ever really really like somebody? And you don't know if they really, really like you back, but you kind of want them to fall in love with you. Everybody has been through that, right? Or did you ever think about how you can make him fall in love with you? And look, this isn't covert manipulation tactics I'm talking about here. This is just like genuine thoughts that girls have. And it's not teeny bopper thoughts. I mean, listen, I met guys, I was so crazy about them. And then I was like, I know they like me too, but it's like, ooh, but how can they love me? Well, I don't even know if it's a thing, if you can make somebody love you. It actually sounds a little aggressive, but. People say that love is an action word. You know, it's not a thing. It's an, it's an action word. So in my opinion, if you want to make the love happen with somebody else, you can't just sit around and wait for Pepe Le Pew, you know, to all of a sudden get love eyes and start bringing you roses because he fell in love with you just one day when he woke up. I think if there's someone you really like and you want them to be into you more, I think we could take some action about it. Don't you? And no, and no, by the way, that does not mean blowing up his phone all day long or texting him on your lunch break as you're standing in line at Chipotle looking for a burrito and you text him, should I get steak or chicken today? No, 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 don't, not that, not, not that kind of thing. But there's other things you could do. So I was researching this idea because I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We should all have people fall in love with us, right? I mean, there's no, there's no love potion number nine. And of course, there's attraction and hormones that have to factor this in, but there is science. And I don't know if what I'm about to say guarantees the science part of love, but the things that I'm about to tell you pro are proven that if you, if, you, if you do these things with a man, you will, they, will, they will be more interested in you. So the first thing is the law of scarcity. This is an economics term. And all it really means is if we desire... You know, if what we want, what we desire is in limited supply, the value increases significantly, right? I mean, hello, like if you get a box of chocolate, there's two chocolates in there, you eat one chocolate, you know, and you're like, you, you can't even wait to get to the next one. Then when you eat the next one, you're like, oh my God, there's no more chocolates. What am I going to do? You can't wait to get the next box. Then of course you have a, someone gives you a box of Russell Stovers with this 10,000 chocolates in it, you know, the giant chocolate red heart. You barely eat them because there's so many in them. You know, you can keep going back. So the same thing with guys. So basically what I'm saying, don't be available to him 24-7. This is hard for me. This is hard for me. Because I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oh, I like you. Here I am. Come on over. <laughs> but the law of scarcity, this is, this is the thing. The other thing, number two, how about when you see him, be on. Radiant, smile, listen, and then be busy for the next few days. So it's like, it's a little bit of, of the first thing, the law of scarcity, but it's like really show up, be alive, be positive, be energetic. Don't be crazy, but be, you know, don't be Richard Simmons, but be, be, be yourself, be wonderful. Don't be negative. And then, and then you're so busy the next few days after that date. I'm telling you, he'll be, he'll, he'll be loving you. He'll be loving you. And then the other thing that I read is if you see the guy or see the person for who they really are, like, and, and I get this, like, you can't really feel loved. No one could really feel loved if we're not being seen. So 
And girls like to be seen. Girls want to be heard. Everybody knows. We all want to be heard. We want to be listened to. We would talk to them for three hours, not even breathing. But, but men actually want the same thing. Maybe not the three-hour talking, but they, they want to be seen. They want to be heard. So ask them questions. If you ask them questions, this, this can help them fall in love with you. It, it's a thing. And in my previous episode, I don't know if it was episode um, seven or eight, I talked about this um, couple's card game called So. And that's one of the reasons why I like it so much. Because it's not just a game to pass the time. You know, like you're playing Guess Who. It's a game that really helps you to get, the know, get to know the other person. And people, for whatever reason, we all like talking about ourselves in some regard. Not necessarily publicly, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, there was this famous psychologist, right? His name was, called, his name was Arthur Aaron. And he made a conclusion. He basically said, if you want to keep love alive, or if you want to spark love, we have to keep being curious about the other person that we share our lives with. You know, we don't want to try to fit them into something, he was saying. We want to be curious about them. What makes them tick? What do, are their hopes and dreams? And if you ask them questions, they're disclosing more of themselves to you. And, you know, maybe, maybe the love is going to be there. And, and the last thing is if you're affectionate. Which I, which I think that is kind of a given. But the more that we express love physically and, and emotionally, the, the more we feel it. And, and it's funny because I, listen, I'm a lovey-dovey girl. I don't know about you. Are you a lovey-dovey? Are you a lovey-dovey? Well, here's the thing. Not all guys really are, but, but they, 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 might, they might be. They just might not say it, you know? Like, how good does it make a guy feel? Even if he says he's not affectionate, even if he says he's not a lovey-dovey and he comes home and you give him a big hug, you know, and you tell him he looks handsome, they want to feel good. And they want to be around people that feel good. Don't you? Don't you? You want to be with the asshole that's insulting all the time? No! And, and, and I think also on this is that this guy, Arthur Aaron, said, um, you know, you want to make eye contact. Always make eye contact. And obviously, eyes are the window to the soul, right? But, but if you make the eye contact, hold, hold it. And not, not like a creeper where you hold and gaze this for four minutes, okay? Burning, burning holes through people's eyes. But that's that. And, you know, I, I, think it, I, I think this is the thing. I think the law of scarcity is the most important, though. Come on. You, be, you show up, you be gorgeous, show them a little leg, and then disappear for a few days, you know? So... What do you think about this turning yourself into a brand at work? Have you, you know, you must have read articles about that, right? Like, I think a lot about this. It's like, this one's like, hi, my name is Jane. I went to Dartmouth. I'm a data scientist. I live in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. I wear Warby Parker glasses. Oh, and I, my hobby, my passion is I like to save endangered oak trees. This is a brand. This is somebody that I feel like fits the data scientist mold perfectly. Is that her real? Is that her real self? Who knows? But that's who she is on LinkedIn. That's who she shows herself to be on Instagram. So if Jane all of a sudden wants to leave her shitty tech startup and go get a job at Google, and Google's like, what's Jane's brand? You know? They're looking her up and they're like, oh, she's perfect. She fits in our culture perfectly. And now this is, it sounds like you know, you could be stereotyping, but but maybe, maybe, maybe Jane's crazy. And this is just the brand that she concocted. She wants to present them, present herself to me. In, in, in the corporate world. And I'm not saying that she's a lunatic, just creating something out of her ass, but I think that branding yourself is important. Not necessarily, I don't think it's necessary for every single industry. Like if you're a teacher, do I think you need to brand yourself? I, I don't know. I, re I really don't know. But if you work in tech, if you work in media, 
you know, in some areas of the business world, do I think you need to, I 100,000th, it's not even a number. That's how much I think you have to do it. All the numbers put together. I myself, I work, I don't really talk a lot about on my job on TikTok. I'm not going to talk about it here either because, well, maybe one day, but not now because, you know, I don't want to get fired if they find me. They'll be like, oh, he's come to the office. We found this podcast. And I'm like, oh, shit. But I, I, I work in the corporate world. I think I did mention, though, maybe last week that I worked um, in, in tech and in digital. So that's sort of the industry I'm in. And I don't fit into that mold. I mean, hello, have you heard me? Have you heard me? I mean, I know most of you haven't seen me in person, but I mean, I would like to wear leopard play suits and marabou fur slippers with heels on them. I mean, that's my idea of, of, of glamour and, and, and casual wear, okay? But here's the thing. So here's me. We have Jane, and then here's Elise. Elise wears leopard jumpsuits, hoop earrings, draws lip liner outside her lips. I mean, are you, are you going to want to hire me? Are you going to want to hire me for a tech person at your company? I don't know. You tell me. But at work, at work, Elise dresses mainly in black. I wear something, or I wear something sort of career quirky, always a blazer, or I always have one in my office. I wear my glasses. I wear contacts. I do wear glasses a lot because I look at the computer all day, but I wear my glasses, a nondescript bag, flats, flats, no, no, no hooker heels, flats. I wear boots, flat boots, loafers, driving moccasins. And you know, listen, and I love, while I love my career and I'm dedicated to my job, that's sort of a role I play. That's sort of just a, um, that the look, I should say, that look is what I play. I mean, and that's my brand aesthetically. That's my brand aesthetically. But at the end of the day, when you think about it, right, we're all like freaking Baskin Robbins. We all have 27 flavors, right? I mean, I, I, I look that way at work. That's definitely, and that's who I am in the office, right? But then when I go home, well, I take all that shit off and I get on the leopard jumpsuit. But, but you know what I'm saying? I have to keep my cha-cha di Gregorio and Fran Drescher at home, you know? I got to save that for the disco. But when I go to work, I have my brand on. When I go to Instagram, you know, I, I, well, not, I shouldn't say Instagram. When I go to LinkedIn, that's my brand. If you don't have a personal brand, do you think this is damaging your career? In my opinion, yes. In my opinion, yes. I think that your resume is branding yourself. I think your LinkedIn is branding yourself. And I think if you choose to be in the work world and you choose to exist online, you know, in your personal life, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, you need a brand. You need a brand. If you work in that kind of industry, whatever, you know, like the industry that I mentioned, there's other ones, you need a brand. Because you want to know what? If you don't have a brand, people are going to find you and they're going to make assumptions. That's the world we live in. It's just totally different. Is it ridiculous? Is it ridiculous to think that you have to curate your public Facebook, you know, a photo to be mature, family oriented and responsible? Like, of course it's ridiculous. What if you just went on your best friend's bachelorette party? You haven't gone out in 10,000 years and you were face down in body glitter and champagne and Wendy's the whole weekend. And by the way, Wendy's is my kind of bachelorette party. But, but what if you did that and you broke free? You broke free out of your nest and you want to show the world what a skanky, what a skanky who are you are for a weekend, right? But you can't, but, but you can't do it. You can't because that might not bode well for your, your brand, your personal brand's identity. Like, you know, Jane, Jane, the data scientist, her boss, Harry, 
doesn't want to see her face down in body glitter, champagne with Wendy's all over her, her face, you know? So I think, I think that this is the thing. This is the thing. There's tons of articles on it. There's sometimes controversy. Should you feel like you have to, you know, curate yourself? Should you feel like you have to put yourself into a box, you know, whatever? And you know what? I think yes. I'm sorry. Maybe that's a little old-fashioned. I think you got to play the game. If you're still yourself, you're still being honest, you're still being genuine, they're hiring the real person for your smarts and your intelligence and your skills, you just don't need to see, you, or you, they don't need to see it down to your skivvies, you know? You need a signature image. Sometimes you might need to get, you know, a unique voice point of view sort of thing. And you need like a recognizable standard. They know when Jane from Cobble Hill that saves oak trees walks into the role as the data science, they know she's going to be efficient and green and have her shit together. And she probably has cute stuff. She probably like buys some stuff in anthropology, you know? I think if you do not have, if you do not have a brand, I think you run the risk of not climbing the corporate ladder and, and, and not making a name for yourself at work. So, I, you know, <clears throat> I, um, I'm in my late 30s. This, I, I am so passionate about this. And I think that however old you are listening, um, but you know, if you have young kids, the kids that are in college are just entering the work world and you're listening, or if you are yourself in your late teens or early 20s, I think this is something you have to take so seriously. When you go online, you have to make sure you lock all your pictures up, you know, make things private if you don't want to run the risk of, you know, affecting your brand. Oh, yeah. There's so, there's so much. It's so confusing. And on that note, even that, just, even that notion is overwhelming to me, right? Are you ever overwhelmed? I mean, you must be. Every, listen, it's almost kind of not fair to say because everyone right now during COVID is overwhelmed. Everybody is just completely overtaxed, whether that's you're out of work or you're, you're doing remote school and, and in-person school. You know, you're doing this blended learning with your children, you know, whether, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe, maybe you changed jobs. Maybe you picked up an extra job. Every, everybody is so taxed, but I do feel overwhelmed a lot. Like I just sometimes feel like there's too much to do. My mind is racing. There's chores and bills and kids and family obligations and needy relatives and then more bills and then taxes and my pants that don't fit. I mean, it just never ends, you know, <clears throat> you must feel the same way, but what do you do when you feel overwhelmed? I mean, just, 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 just thinking about this, I know my blood pressure has gone up. I bought, I, by the way, I bought a travel blood pressure machine the other day. It's very good. I, I should do a, a little review on it on Amazon. And you know, if you're dating, that's a nice thing to have. Like it shows me I can't take them. <laughs> but anyway, here's the thing. The reality situation is overwhelmed. This is what I try to tell myself. Overwhelmed is just a breakdown of my thoughts. It's not my life. So, and I, I think that that's good. I, I wanted to tell you that. Like, when you're feeling overwhelmed, and you just, like, want to pull your hair out of your head, and you're just like, oh, my God, my life is so crazy. No. Being overwhelmed, it's just a breakdown of your thoughts. It's not a breakdown of your entire life. And, you know, my ex-husband used to say something that was really great. And um, he used to say, if you're going to sit around a table, say you sit around a table with eight people, and everybody takes their problems, their individual problems, and, and figuratively throws them into the center of the table, and everybody could see everyone else's problems. You'd grab yours back in a heartbeat, you know? I, I think that's really true. So I think I also, you know, I think that that's something to keep in mind when you're overwhelmed. And something I also like to think about 
is when I'm trying to juggle a lot of stuff. I just think that, you know what? I tell myself that people want me to succeed. You have to say that to yourself. Your family and your friends want you to succeed. You have to give yourself that kind of positive affirmation. I'm not saying freaking put, you know, uh, boards all over your house, mood boards or whatever they call these things and quotes everywhere. You know, I think you just have to tell yourself people want to see you succeed. And listen, do you have some haters? Of course you do. Of course you do. Because you're fabulous and everybody has a couple of haters. But but everybody for the most part wants to see you succeed. And if they're not, they're fucked up and then you need to get them a therapist number. Okay. But also the thing that really helps me is I prioritize, I make lists, I try to keep my hobbies. I I don't abandon my hobbies. I try really hard not to abandon my hobbies, even though I have kids and everything. And you know what? I also have learned to say no. You gotta learn how to say no. If somebody's like, you want to go pumpkin picking? I know you just went last weekend, but you want to go pumpkin picking? It's going to be so fun. Come on, come on. We'll take all the kids. He doesn't. No, no. I already went. I already went. I have too much going on. I'm going to do a little self-care. You know what I'm saying? Also, um, the last thing is, this is going to sound, you know, corny if you're not into meditation, but I used to not be, and I used to roll my eyes and think it was so corny, but then I got into it. Mindful meditation. Um, I know it doesn't sound like I meditate. I know. One time I was at a work function, right? And I was like a little off brand for a moment. Okay. Cause I had a couple of cocktails and people were talking about meditation and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm Zen. I meditate. Yeah. Yeah. I met people were like you are not Zen. You are the furthest thing from Zen. But, but there's a guy, his name is Tai Nhat Hanh. Um, he, he would have been the Dalai Lama if the Dalai Lama process wasn't so politicized, you know, but he's really into this mindful meditation. You could Google him. You could Google mindful meditation. It's all over. I mean, you probably know it, but I really try to do it. I have a couple apps on my phone, you know, and, and five or 10 minutes a day, it really does make me feel better, you know? Anyway. Okay. So we're doing products as we normally do. So I, I have a nice product for you, a dupe. A dupe. I don't think I did a dupe last episode, but okay. So <clears throat> I I try to you know keep up with my skincare, okay. And I use a toner. I used to not use a toner, but I use a toner. And I used for lots of years this toner called um, P50V. Letter P fifty five zero V. It's by a company called Biolage Research. I'm saying it horrible. It's French. I don't speak French. If you want me to tell you the name. DM me on TikTok and I'll send you the name. But this this toner is a miracle worker. It really is. It you you wash your face, you put the toner on, and then you put maybe a serum if you want any serum juice, or just put your lotion and then you go with you then throw your makeup on, right? But this toner is so damn expensive. It's like five ounces. It's like a hundred bucks. Okay, the whole bottle lasts for a year, but still that's expensive. Well, I found something on Amazon that's exactly the same or almost exactly the same, just as good though. It's the brand is called Paula's Choice. Paula, like you know, the woman's name, Choice. And it's $21 on Amazon. Which, you know, listen, I'm not saying that that's that that's that's cheap for skincare or anything, but compared to a hundred of P50V, P50V is a cult product. And then Paula's Choice came around and they are like another cult product, or they're knocking P50V out of the thing. So so you get four ounces of Paula's Choice. For 21 bucks, and this is what it does. It minimizes your pores. It makes your 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 skin look more youthful. I'm not kidding you. It, it I mean, 
listen, it's supposedly they say it redu fights or reduces the effects of aging. It reduces the blackheads. You know, it gives you a more smooth, unblemished skin. I don't know about all that shit. You know what I do know? I know that it minimizes my pores and that's all I care about. So I, and it has the same, the same results as P50V. So Paula's choice, Paula's choice, pore reducing toner. It's a blue bottle with a white top. It's kind of like in a column shape. 21 bucks on Amazon. I totally, totally love it. And I, th I think you're going to love it too. So, okay, every episode I do a few questions for my TikTok audience, a couple of TikTok girlfriends. They send in some questions and I do my best to answer them. I'm not an expert. I always say this. I'm just somebody that has some decent life experience and, um, you know, maybe you just want a little a BFF answer. So here we go. Okay, first question. Elise, once we're able to travel freely, where are you going to go first? A girl can dream. Okay, I love this question. I love this question because it's not, it's not heavy. I love it. It's not heavy. I just watched last night Woody Allen's Midnight in Paris. By the way, huge Woody Allen fan. So I'm going to say that I would go to Paris. Let me tell you something. A few years ago, I went to Paris, okay? It was wonderful. The hotel I stayed at, oh my God, you got to look this place up. I'm not kidding you. And if you go to Paris and you're going to splurge, you got to stay at this hotel. It's called the St. James Hotel. So Google, Paris St. James Hotel. St. James, Paris. It's a French chateau. It is so schmancy. It is in the 16th arrondissement, you know, because in Paris, you know, you have these arrondissements by numbers as opposed to neighborhoods. It, it is the most beautiful chateau. Oh, I haven't even seen chateaus because, you know, I was born in Brooklyn. I don't think there's chateau. Trees in Brooklyn, there's no chateaus in Brooklyn. <laughs> but this, this place is so beautiful. It's, it's literally, it's a, it's like, it's a real chateau. It's so romantic and it's grand staircases. It has swag, silk and velvet drapes. All of the rooms in the hotel, every room in this hotel is different. Some of the rooms are toile. Some of the rooms are leopard print with red velvet, gold, everything. Literally, it is the most beautiful hotel. And then of course, even more beautiful than that is Paris itself because everything is just so stunning and glamorous and um, effortless, you know, European and everybody's so skinny. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. And I'm not going there because I want to feel miserable about myself because I'm not skinny. I'm just going to go and I'm going to enjoy myself. And, and watching Midnight in Paris, if you haven't seen that movie, you definitely should see it. I think I got it on a Amazon Prime last night. It's, it's wonderful. You're going to watch the movie. You're going to want to go to Paris. So that's where I'm going. Paris. Second question. I'm a single mom. I'm working full time. Elise, on TikTok, you mentioned passive income streams. Do you have any ideas for a side hustle? Oi. Do I have any ideas? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. So, okay, just, just like a quick, quick refresher of what I said on TikTok. I said on TikTok, I was talking about a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And the whole book talks about how you have your earned income, which is your paycheck that you get every week or every other week. And then you could have passive incomes. And, you know, Rich, aka Rich Dad, uh, has, uh, has um, passive income streams, which is basically side hustles, just generating him money while he's still out making his money at his, his, his regular job. So, yeah, I do have side hustles you could do. I'm gonna, I'll tell you something. I think you could um, be a transcriptionist. I know this is funny, right? But like there, there are a lot of people that pay money for trans, transcriptions. You go on fiverr.com, do, do transcriptions, you get paid whatever, or Upwork, 
Are you a teacher? Why don't you sell your lesson plans? There's a website, Teachers Pay Teachers. You literally could sell your lesson plans, make yourself a few bucks. I would sell side hustles, sell products, services. Even if it's a template, are you a graphic designer? Make a template up. Sell it on Etsy. People buy it. I bought templates on Etsy before. You can Uber, be an Uber driver, a DoorDash driver. How about write an ebook? Did you ever want to write a book? Did you ever think about that? Well, write a book. Write a book and go sell it. Go sell it. Sell it on Amazon. You can start a consultancy service. I know it sounds more daunting, but I don't know. What, do you, are, you, what are you good at? I don't know. You, you, must, you, you have skills. I mean, so even, even, if, it, you, even if it's organizing, become an organizing, a home organizing consultant. I'd pay you. Come right over. How about you could teach kids, you could teach kids English online. There's another site. It's called VIP kid. You could teach kids English. These are uh, kids in China. They want to learn English. Go, you make some money there. Tutoring, freelancing, any marketable skill, graph design, ghostwriting. You could do some virtual assistant work. I think there's tons of, of side hustles. Those are just some that come to my head. Um, and I, I wish you luck. I hope that you find a good side hustle that generates some decent passive passive income for you. So anyway, as we do, we're closing it out with a quote. I love this quote. If you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. Margaret Thatcher says this. If you want something said, go ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. Well, isn't that fabulous? Yeah, because men, they're all cheap talk. But us women, yeah, thank you. Action's over here, baby. I love it. Anyway, so that's it. That's it for today's show. That's it for this episode of the Elise Delucci Show. Thank you for listening. Please, I'm begging you, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, will ya? Or, or how about this review? Ooh, write a review. I read all the reviews. Nothing makes, I actually read them every day. I read them every day because that's how happy it makes me. I just say, oh my God, I'm, look at all these nice things that people are saying. This really makes me want to keep on going. And I love it. And I love doing this. So yes, please, thank you for listening. If you want, go to, go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave a review. You can also find us on Spotify Podcasts. And if you want, Follow me on TikTok. I'm talking every day on there. Or you can go to elisedelucci.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram at elisedelucci. Anyway, talk to you soon. Love you, baby.